welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, satsrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and priviat. I hope I said that right. <laughs> but you're so, so welcome. I'm so happy you've joined us again, and I'm so happy to be joining you again. And we have a very, very special guest with us. I'm sure you will learn so much from listening to our conversation with her today. And it's Sheila Kadir, who is an intuitive business alchemist. I think that's so cool. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Lovely to be talking to you today. Yes, I'm so excited to learn more from you. And actually, will you jump right in and tell us more about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. So my name is Sheila. I'm an intuitive business alchemist. And um, I my background is actually in corporate and the police as well. So I've had an interesting journey from police, private investigation, and now to um, coaching women who want more out of life. You know, they want to create a legacy business. They want to create change and make an impact in the world. So that's what I help them with. I help removing the core wounds that are holding women back from elevating to their next level income um, and impact so that they can attract all the clients that they desire and uh, create that life um, that brings them that fulfillment, that joy, and knowing that they are fulfilling their mission and um, having that that life of freedom that they they want for themselves and their children so and I do this through um, uh, subconscious work energetic work um, so I'm a therapist and healer and I and I heal on all different levels as well so that could be past life could be ancestral um, but I kind of like get to the core wounds and take them out at that core oh. That is so cool and so important that you do that. And I know one of the things that you're really amazing at teaching people about is this idea of soul wounds. Can mm. you tell me more about that? Yeah, so this is a phrase that I, I came up with for that this. I feel that there are four core collective wounds. So these are in the collective and these are the witch wound, the priestess wound, the starseed wound um, and the sisterhood wound. And they all kind of like intermingle really, but um, they're kind of like ingrained in our, I kind of like feel that they're ingrained in our soul. And when we come into this life, there are remnants that are attached to us from 
these wounds that have come over from past lives from our ancestors they're in our dna for example and they kind of like stop us so as soon as we start to become successful one of these wounds can can appear or start to make itself known to stop you to hold you back and i find this a lot with um with spiritual entrepreneurs they get to a certain point and then they can't speak you know they can't go on lives or they feel uh, that they can't put their stuff out there their work out there they feel embarrassed or or ashamed and and this comes from that wounding um, from those past lives and our ancestors that is really fascinating can you tell me more about so maybe we can talk a little bit about each of the four kinds of wounds just so we have a better understanding of what each one of them might look like or feel like um, so that if i have it i can recognize it yeah absolutely absolutely so the the witch wound this is from the um trauma that's been passed down from generation to generation generation to generation um from the times of the witch trials where women were persecuted women in their power such as healers or midwives or um the herbalists the medicine women those that had that intuition, the intuitive insight, it, the, the patriarchy wanted to close, close us down. And so the women were persecuted. And what happened is the women would be scared to you know, show their gifts or show that they were intuitives or psychics or the healers. And um, then their sisters or their, their family would start turning on them because they didn't want to be accused. And so this is kind of like running through the generations, you know, and women were literally, you know, they were murdered for being witches. And that sits in the, in the DNA, it sits in our past lives. And as soon as in, the, for example in this life when a woman or a spiritual entrepreneur thinks right i'm going to get my gifts out there this fear comes up it's like oh no what if people are watching me what if i'm being judged what if what if i get hanged or killed for sharing and it's this inherent fear that drives us and stops us and keeps us small um and this affects our chakras as well so the chakra system is our energy system so i find a lot of women have throat chakra blocks which is they don't want to speak right and, and this is that not wanting to share their gifts or talk about their gifts or feeling small or ashamed for being psychic or mm. or intuitive and it's like hiding literally hiding your light so that's that's mm. the witch wound yeah oh my gosh and i see so much of that happening even in today's world uh, you know it's still i know there is like people who really believe in in the power of intuition and other such related abilities but there is a large part of the population especially in the western cultures where these things have come to be seen as just like oh woo woo and um not real like people don't take them seriously anymore and so for people who have these gifts they can still be feeling that kind of fear of 
being laughed at or ostracized and i know in for example some religious communities including some parts of the muslim community that i belong to um, you know there are people who have these attitudes of if, if you if you have these kind of abilities they because they don't believe they're real they don't believe they're true that not only can you be laughed at but just as you were mentioning in the context of history of the witch trials people can actually get really nasty um mm. and so even even now i know this is a problem for sure mm. hey thanks for tuning into this episode hope you're getting value out of it for your information this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, The Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Yeah. And there's also that that deep fear of men or authority as well that comes with that. So for example, I mean this this showed up for me um quite a lot. So you'd be and it shows up for a lot of women actually. You'll be driving along in your car and there's a police car behind you and you automatically go, "Oh my god, they're after me. What have I done?" And it's and it's you know, it comes from that it's this fear of authority and that can really impact um women in their business because you know you might not want to get your taxes done or your accounts done and because you fear authority so that can get you into trouble um in your business as well and hold you back there because you don't want to you might not want to become that registered or um you know take the next step in your business because of that fear of or the money side and or I need an accountant and all these things to come up. Mm. Oh, yes. Thank you for sharing those examples of how this trauma can look like in our in our life. What's the second kind of trauma? A soul wound trauma? So the the second one is the priestess wound and this goes back to the times where women were priestesses in the temples. Um so this would go back to Egyptian Egyptian times um Atlantean uh, Lemurian times so we're going you know way 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 back where the women who who had that power so they they were the oracles they were the intuitives again and their power was taken from them by by men it was misused by the men and so what happened is they shut their power down um and they kind of like went underground because it was it wasn't safe to be uh a priestess and 
it just wasn't safe anymore and they were also abused so there was a lot of abuse going on um, and so their sacral chakra and their solar plexus chakras all kind of like closed down and so I see this quite a lot in women now where there's this fear and and they're very very much it's very much interlinked with the witch wound it, they're very similar um but it's it's from those times of being judged and being having to hide again so it's like going underground and having to hide because their power was taken from them and they were abused um by the men so this this kind of like shows up for women now like not wanting to get on social media not feeling safe so very very similar to the witch wound um, and it will also make you procrastinate make you feel overwhelmed um you don't want to share your voice again so again there is a, a similarity but it stems from that time when we were temple priestesses and our power was taken from us Yes, it, it, the, the priestess exercises her power in a different context yeah. than the witch did. Mm. Yes, and, and I know like in many, in many traditions, like so many ancient traditions, there were like these rich cultures where women played these roles of priestesses or similar, they had like similar functions, like it wasn't all down to the men to regulate and lead uh, their religious and faith communities women actually had these amazing powerful roles to play but over time it got shut down and i mean in in the in the muslim community we don't have like uh, priesthood or uh, anything as such uh, at a formal level but for sure even in our community, we have seen, like for example, uh, up to a thousand years ago, it was very, very common for there to be women's mosques that were led by women, where women mm. preached and taught, and they were the leaders and you know, recognized leaders of the community. But for the last thousand years, uh, they pretty much died down to the mm. point where people forgot that it used to be super normal to have women's yeah. masks and actually um, the reason I, I, I thought of this is because a few years ago I think it was about seven years ago now that the very first women's mosque in America was started by someone that I actually happen to know right here in Los Angeles where I am and there was such huge like controversy and so much like hate and and just like a lot of lot of you know just people getting angry and and I was like why mm -hmm. you know this is not actually something we have just invented out of the blue mm -hmm. this actually yeah be a part of our history but there was just so much anger and suspicion and like just um people feeling like why are you doing this how dare you do this you know mm. and it's you know not wanting the women the 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 female to yeah. have that power yeah you know, yeah was for the yeah. men um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of like carried on now, isn't it? If you look at like equal pay and things like that. Yeah. yeah. 
It's not stopped really, has it? Mm -mm. So what's the third kind of soul wound? The soul, the third one is the sisterhood wound. And again, very, very interlinked. And this has its roots in the burning times as well. Um, and the raise the rise of the patriarchal society. So this is where women were um, you know, were made to betray their sisters, if you like. So, you know, pointing the finger, it's her, it's not me, it's her. And, you know, even within the family, you know, people, sisters were literally turning on each other and pointing the finger at their mothers and their sisters. And um, it, so it's like the patriarchy pitted the women against each other. And so this led to a really big mistrust of women. And you see this now where, you know, you might be on social media and you might be looking and scrolling and judging other women. Like, oh, who does she think she is? Um, and it's just from this deep, deep wound um, where, you know, you've been outcast or you've been put against someone and so you, 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 you know, you do feel that it's like, well, who does she think she is? Um, and so you keep yourself small again. You don't want to get out there. You might find it very difficult to set boundaries with with other people as well. So this is where, you know, you get issues with clients stepping over your boundaries because of this deep, um, deep wound. And, and you might feel find also in um, you know, and this comes from we kind of like grow up with this as well because this kind of like comes from our childhood as well where you um you, you know you'll have kids or girls being mean you know the mean girl syndrome where they are mean to to other girls or they'll gossip and it comes from this sisterhood and jealousy as well all comes from this sisterhood wound um and, and so you know you'll compare yourself you put yourself down um, you won't want to collaborate with other women. Um, so again, this goes way back because we, in the, you know, in the past times, we would collaborate. We'd have, you know, um, the temples. We would we would collaborate and do things together. But now we don't we don't do that because we don't trust other women. So it, it's a wound that comes up. Um, and again, they're all linked. So you know, they overlap. Yes, and you know another way in which I'm wondering if you see this being part of the sister wound as well, like one of the dynamics that I have seen in the relationships among women, especially this was true when I lived in India and Pakistan, you know, where like my family and I, we were, well, certainly in India, we were in a smaller town and our, our, our family lifestyle was pretty segregated. The culture at large around us was pretty gender segregated. And so on the one hand, you know, the deepest, closest relationships I had in my life were with other girls and women. But then I guess a big part of that also was the deepest conflicts and problems that I had were also with other girls and women and one of the, the the aspects of it was that you know when 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 we are thinking about all these rules that patriarchy imposes upon us that are actually um, 
you know stifling for 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 a woman um that other women are really the frontline enforcers of those rules so it's not just that you're telling on someone um when they might be in trouble uh but it's that you won't even allow your sister or your mother or your daughter to do something that is going against the rules so like if a woman wants to stand up for her right to for example choose her own partner in marriage um you know the other women will tell her no forget it you know this is you have to accept um the match that is made for you uh and uh you know that this dream that you're seeing to or or you know that that you can choose your own partner that is not acceptable it's not real um it will just get you in trouble and they will take active steps to sort of uh discourage you and prevent you from mm-hmm. from living this dream or acting upon this dream for yourself and and you feel that that pressure and that um uh you know this this enforcement happening you feel it most directly from from the other women around you because you have so little interaction with the men and you know so um uh, is that part of the sister wound as well yeah it 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 does sound like it so it's the it's that fear it, again it's the fear of the authority isn't it it's a fear of well if we don't do it you know this is the way we we've been told we have to do it um so we need to conform it's that conformity um and wanting to in a way wanting to please the patriarchy um so yeah that that feel it and again they're all interlinked but that feels more like it is the sisterhood wound it's you know your your sisters although they want you know they should want the best for you really they don't because they actually secretly might want you to be unhappy right because it, it's sort of like you know sharing in that in that experience uh you know like um just the other day i watch a lot of indian dramas yeah um and there is this like whole episode and the 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 scene in it was that there is this um um lady who's a in a who was in an abusive relationship and she was she made the decision to leave the relationship she was like i'm going to leave i cannot take this anymore and other women around her were like no how can you do that how can you abandon your family how can you break your marriage you have to make it work you haven't made enough effort make more effort and she was like no i don't want to do that how can you tell me to do that you're a woman you should support me and you're like, and one of the women was like look at my life haven't i been living with my husband for the past 20 years and you know what he is like to me and look i've i'm making it work and you need to make it work with your your partner you know yeah so yeah. um 
it's just like sometimes it's that yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it's it's like you don't want so in a way you don't want that other person to be happy because you're not happy that that's kind of like part of that wounding as well <sighs> okay what's the fourth wound that we should be aware of so the fourth wound is something that I call the star seed wound. So this is, um, this really is people that, and, and again, this may be a little bit out there and woo woo, but there are people that don't actually originate from earth. Okay. So they've had past lives and incarnations on other star systems, but they have been, they come to earth to live their earth life. And these, for me, what I'm finding are, these are the spiritual entrepreneurs, these are the change makers, these, these have got big missions, but they don't really know it. It's like they've been cut off from that. So the, the planets and the star systems that they've come from, that they've had previous lives on, are much more evolved than Earth. So when they come into the dense density of Earth, it's really heavy, it's really, Oh, you know there's so much pain and suffering here and they're not used to it so they get lost um they find society very hostile they're incredibly sensitive and they feel like they don't belong so so there's this feeling of not fitting in and that is from them actually they're not from here so they're not going to fit in and so what i help people do is um, understand where they actually are from and help them connect to their mission here because they have got a mission that they are here to complete but they've been so cut off from it um and they just don't, don't feel like they belong anywhere so they find life very very difficult mm, interesting when you were sharing and describing this it, it immediately made me think of the buddha and jesus like you know these are i mean they like for example uh you know we know the story uh, about the buddha and how he and actually uh, you know like he when he first of all he, people tried to according to the story i don't i don't know how much of it is factual and how much of it you know is is just the story to teach us a lesson but the story that i have heard is about how there was a prophecy made that you know he would uh, that when he grew up that he would you know become this kind of uh, person that would leave the world and uh, abandon his kingdom and so forth and so his parents tried to shield him from any kind of uh, of knowing any kind of of suffering in life mm -hmm. because they hoped that that would keep him with them uh, and and is you know committed to staying um, in the kingdom but at some point he got exposed to the sufferings mm -hmm. of people in the world and you know it shook him to his score and and mm -hmm. then you know he he left on his journey 
to become the Buddha, to become the enlightened one. Um, and he was always like, I mean, he was such a soul apart, you know, from 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 how other people around him were. Um, and I, I guess from a certain perspective, he never fit in. Yeah, yeah. Fit in with other people. And uh, I mean, even when he came back, uh, you know, once he was awake, once he was enlightened, he was still like so, so much more advanced than, than everyone else around him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I see that with, the story of Jesus yeah. although in a slightly different context actually now that I'm thinking about it uh, I see that in the story of the prophet Muhammad and a lot of the other great prophets and sages and saints that we know about yeah absolutely so you know they are these enlightened beings if you like mm-hmm. that are here for a reason they're here to to spread light and to um, you know, impart their knowledge on, on humanity and help humanity in some way. Um, and there are a lot more of these light workers, if you like, or these um, star seeds coming to Earth now because the, the Earth is going through a big shift. As you know, with things that are happening now, we are going through a big shift and we need these people to wake up now and, you know, step into their mission. But they just feel, you know, and it's like, they feel homesick and they don't know why and it's because they're not in on they're not at home they're not home this is not their home um and so it's helping them to to fit in and a lot of the times they will have very very difficult childhoods as well because they don't fit in with their family it's like they've been plonked into a family and they don't relate to any of them mm. um, because they're such evolved souls and love lovely absolutely beautiful bright energies and we've got a lot more of the children like the crystal children and the rainbow children coming in who are much more enlightened um and they're here to to help humanity so yeah that's the the last one is the star seeds they come in with this wounding of why am i here i don't know what i'm here to do Mm. um and it's just you know they need to be woken up they need to be they need to be shown um their mission basically and woken up to that yeah yeah and i can see what you mean about all of these different wounds being sort of interlinked because uh like anytime you are different from the norm like whether it's because you have the the you know the powers of the witch or the priestess or whether it's that you're this star seed it's it it sets you apart and yeah. Uh, mm, yes indeed so so my gosh okay so now i feel like i have a much much better sense of what these wounds are and what they can look like in our lives so what are some things that we can begin to do to heal um like yeah like what is maybe the first step to the healing process in the way that you work and help your people 
so the, the way that I, I do this is I do this through um, past life regression. I do a lot of past life regression work. So this is taking people back to those past lives, back to that time where they were a witch, where they were persecuted, you know, back to the first lifetime. And then we heal that. We do some some work around healing what what happened in that life so they can take their power back. Um, we do this with the priestess wound as well. And, and I do a lot of ancestral healing as well. So this is going back through the lines um, the ancestral lines, seeing what's going on there. And because I'm intuitive, I can kind of like see what's going on. So I will also get visions of what, you know, what, what may have happened um, for this particular person. Um, and because I see things on an energetic level as well, um, I work with um, someone that I call the etheric surgeon who helps to release blockages, the energetic blockages. So we release those as well. And one of the quickest ways for like healing the witch wound is to work on your chakras. So I see a lot of throat chakra issues. This is the biggest thing that I see. And this is the, the thing that stops entrepreneurs from speaking out and getting their gifts out there. So, you, you know, just healing that chakra, doing some um, chakra work can really help as well um, but most of my work is through past life regression um, ancestral healing energetic healing and I do some I, I do a lot of subconscious work as well so taking people under hypnosis um, to revisit things and times and a lot of it you know sometimes it's in this life so I don't rule, rule this life out um, but it, it's yeah there's there's quite a lot to it but it, it's all in terms of past lives and I also flip into different dimensions as well so we can have lives in alternate dimensions so that's we're going down a completely different line there but I, I, I go into the dimensions as well and I heal along the past timeline and the future timeline as well so we stop it for any future generations so that your future generations or the client's future generations do not have that wounding anymore so that's, that's how, how how i do it yeah that is really cool and i'm so glad that you uh, uh mentioned about healing the future timeline as well because oh my uh just the fact that you know if I have one of these traumas that has been passed down to me all, down all these generations, mm -hmm. the last thing I would want to do once I have awareness of this to pass it down to further future generations. Mm -hmm. oh, mm, that is so cool. And it just speaks also to, you know, the reality that that time is a relative experience. And in fact, even in in um, the theory of the relativity of time which Einstein uh, first made popular and so forth you know it's like past future this is actually like a perspective issue uh, mm. you can in fact um, you know uh, like it, it, it's like we our brains limit us to experiencing time in this very linear fashion but in fact, 
Dame is not like that. No, it's from yeah. my perspective is it's circular. So you yeah. can, you know, you can be at this point here, you can go forward, you can go back. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're at this one point. <laughs> so it's I, I see it as circular. That is so cool. That is so cool. And I just had like one curious curious question come up when you mentioned like healing through past life regression or hypnosis where you help people sort of get in touch with, you know, the source of these wounds. Uh, but then I know you you as you mentioned you also practice energy healing. And I was just wondering, you know, um I know it's really helpful when you have the ability and the opportunity to gain awareness of where your wounds are coming from at this deeper level in terms of the healing process but if it's for some reason if someone is not able to get that insight that awareness is it still possible for them to heal uh, the wound in this moment anyway maybe through energy healing or some other process yeah yeah absolutely so um usually the awareness will come so when you're doing any kind of healing that awareness will come they'll get a oh yeah that that feels yeah that feels right to me but they'll just get an inner knowing and sometimes all they all you need is that you know that that light switch going on going, oh yeah that makes sense that's why i do this yeah. And then you can actually heal it in that moment, but it's having that conscious awareness mm-hmm. kind of like gives you that, ah, okay. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Um, doing any kind of healing work will give you that because you'll you'll feel something, a memory will come up, or you know, you will just get something and that, that will be the ah, now I get it. Mm. That is so cool. Thank you so, so much. And I'm having so much fun learning from you. I don't want to end this conversation. And it's time for us to wrap up for today. Do you have any last words or thoughts uh, to share with us for now? Um, wow, I didn't... didn't uh, what a question. So, yes. So... It, it, we, we all have these wounds so you, you know it's nothing to be ashamed of these are collective wounds mm. and we all have aspects of them um and it, it you know when when we understand that and when we get a handle of that and go back and do that work you know our lives can change um and we don't have to hold on to that those restrictions or those constraints anymore for ourselves or for our children thank you so on that amazing note of of hope and healing we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today and i will just remind you our listener to please make sure you check the show notes because we're going to add sheila's links in the show notes i'll add my links in the show notes please reach out for help and support um, whenever you're ready for that. And until we connect next time, I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy.